we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 168 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anton alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? I'm healthy and alive. Um, yeah, doing well. How about yourself? I'm okay. I, I'm all right. I'm uh, just cruising the uh, the news today, and it's it's literally it's scraping the bottom of the barrel uh, as to what's going on. There, there's really not. There wasn't anything yesterday. Of course, yesterday was a holiday. Uh, for those that are wondering, oh, why weren't you here for your Tech Tuesday? Well, it was Pentecost. Was it Pentecost? Pentecost was the uh, the day yesterday. So you were spending time with family, and everything was closed here because that's what they do here. You can't do anything on a holiday. Everything is closed, with the exception of energy providers and emergency services. So there's not a whole lot you can do. So we just took the day to spend doing what we do. I I read an interesting book uh, over the uh, over the weekend. Uh, I read a book called Through the Eyes of the Enemy. It's part of the research that we're doing. We got a lot of research to do. As a matter of fact, we were spending, what, an hour and a half prior to recording just now, going over all the pieces of literature that we need to do. And I just ordered another one uh, in the midst of all that because it goes to this because I can't get it anywhere else. So... That's on the way. But anyway, I read a book over the weekend called Through the Eyes of the Enemy by Colonel Stanislav Lunev, who was a GRU defector uh, in 1992 is when he defected to the U.S. Of course, he was already in the U.S. Prior to that, his his cover assignment was as a uh, as a journalist. And, you know, I read that book and I thought, you know, I was, I was going into it thinking that it was going to be one thing and it, it turned it turned out being a. Um, uh, a spy story. And I was telling you a little bit about it. And it, it's amazing the level of access that this guy had. I, I don't want to spoil it for people. I don't want to do that. So I mean, I, obviously, I want people to go out and I want people to read the book. I want people to read his story. Um, that book is available on the Internet Archives. You can go to archive.org and you can pick that up as digital copy on Kindle, on PDF, whatever you want, if you don't want to pay for it. Uh, I got the actual print version of it on Amazon as a used copy, obviously, because it's out of print. But, you know, I, I wanted to, to actually have a copy for myself. So uh, I encourage people to read it. It's a, it's a light read. It's only about 200 pages. Um, and I, I just, you know, took two or three days, took my time on it. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. That's a real spy story. It was uh, it was quite something to see everything that guy had been through. Yeah. Also, yesterday was Memorial Day here uh, for us. Oh, yes. So. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Mm hmm. But as far as the spy story, that was actually really interesting. Uh, some of the stuff that we were talking about uh, with that one specifically, as you said, the level of access that he had and um, some of the things that he was able to pull off, I would have never have dreamed 
uh, of doing, uh, having attended some of the locations that, um, or, or similar events that he was attending, um, the level of security there, um, yeah, I never would have thought to do the things that he did because you would have ended up shot at the ones that I was at. But yeah, I, I, we were able to see some of the technologies, the the top secret stuff or whatever that, you know, we're, we're decades behind on uh, knowing about. We were able to see some of that stuff, like the B-2 bombers and those kind of things. And uh, that was that was actually really cool seeing those. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, and I, I, I wonder, I just wonder, the new one that they showed off, the, uh, the new stealth bomber that we've got, I wonder if it's actually going to fly, to be fair, because we haven't actually seen it in action yet, have we? We haven't, but um, technically speaking, the B-2 bomber should not be able to fly either. The computers on there is actually what keeps it in the air. Without the computer systems, the it would be a it would be a pain to fly. It would be very difficult um, because the computers are constantly making uh, very fine adjustments to keep it uh, smooth and steady. Um, not having some of the air surfaces that we're used to um, in other aircraft, it makes it a little bit unstable. And speaking of military conflicts, I'm not quite sure I know what to think about this one. I almost feel like it's it's out there for our, our viewing pleasure, if you will. It's it's there to try and throw us off. And I, I don't know what to make of it. Yes, the United States left a whole bunch of military hardware on the ground in Afghanistan when we left. You know, the, uh, the, the successful withdrawal that we had from the Biden administration, that one, you know, the one where we, we probably still have people on the ground. And as a matter of fact, I believe we do still have people on the ground in that country that cannot get out. Now comes a bigger problem, at least on the surface. I, I tend to think that this is this is not the case. And again, we're looking into this. We're, we're looking now into the um, uh, the terrorism connections, into what's going on behind the scenes. I mean, you know, that, that's the thing. We're trying to figure out what's going on here for real. Like we're, we're not we're not trying to follow the talking points that are out there. All these people in the so-called, quote, alternative media, they're not actually looking at the real problem, the root cause of these problems. And I'm not trying to slander them, but these people have untold amounts of money at their disposal. They have producers. They have audio people. They've got researchers. They've got teams of people that they're in constant contact with. And you never hear them discuss anything that involves the real problem. You just get a bunch of surface stuff. That's all you get. And so as a result, I can't listen to these people for more than just a few minutes. I'm like, you people aren't, you're not addressing anything. You're not informing people. You asked the question in prep, Bruce, you said, no one's going to believe this, what we're doing, this research, no one's going to believe this. And, you know, I, I told somebody just yesterday about all this stuff and they just kind of looked at me and they said, no way. I said, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I explained all the all the research, all the all the books that we're, we're looking at and everything and how it's all formulated and put together. And if somebody wants to go and look all that stuff up, then go ahead. That's fine. Look at the defector literature from the defectors from the old Soviet Union. And more importantly, I would say look at the ones that were ignored at the time. So we're talking mid 60s all the way up into the 90s. At the time, you can argue that they could have been ruled as crazy lunatics, didn't know what they were talking about. At the time, you probably could have said that. You could have just written it off and dismissed it. However, we are now 30 years, going on 40 years past the time when these gentlemen were explaining all this stuff to us. They defected to tell us all this stuff. And now here we are. And as far as I'm concerned, these people are vindicated and our people in our policymaking institutions look like ass clowns. And so to save face for themselves, they're not going to admit 
30 years of being wrong to the populations, are they? They're not going to come right out and call a press conference and say, you know what? We were wrong about everything that we've done for the last three decades. And boy, we're awful sorry about that. You think that is actually going to happen? The answer is no, I'll save you the time. You asked, why wasn't this even considered a possibility 20 years ago? The answer is very simple. We don't want to hurt our business dealings. We don't want to upset the balance of, uh, of geopolitical peace. We don't want to bother anybody. We want to continue to have shopping malls and entertainment television and things like that. We don't want to actually address what the real problem could be. You see, when the Berlin Wall came down, everybody got what they wanted, right? The enemy disappeared. They changed the game. That's what they did. They changed the rules of the game. They took that piece off of the chessboard. The conservatives or the right wing, whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't actually call them conservatives. I'm, I'm just, I mean, for some reason, that's what we do now because they're not actually conserving anything. But the right wingers, mainly the big Republican types, got what they wanted. They got cheap labor investments in China. The corporations got what they wanted because they could take advantage of that and they could thrive because we're building more shopping malls. So that was good. Since there wasn't an enemy any longer, right? Because, the, well, the Cold War was over. We won the Cold War, right? Yeah, sure we did. I'm being very sarcastic if you couldn't figure it out. Since we no longer had an enemy, well, we didn't need to spend all that money on defense anymore, did we? So the left or the Democrats in America, they got what they wanted, right? Now, if we're not going to spend all that money on but this useless defense thing, if we're not going to spend all that money on defense of an enemy, because remember, there's no enemy. Well, then we can put all that money back into the welfare state, can't we? We can create a bigger welfare state out of that. We can give out more goodies to everybody. So you see, everybody got what they wanted. The people got entertained. The Republicans got cheap labor. Democrats got a bigger welfare state. And the Soviets got us to disarm ourselves. So everybody won right? You people didn't stop to think that you were condemning not only yourselves, but future generations to these gangsters. I've said it before, and I will say it again. You cannot do business with totalitarians, criminals, and gangsters. You cannot. But now here we are. So why won't people do anything? Why won't somebody within the power structure stand up? Well, it's very simple. They would have to admit that they've been wrong for 30 years. These people won't admit when they make a wrong decision about ordering the wrong kind of coffee. And you're asking them to rebuke three decades of stupidity? No, no, that's that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's uh, kind of disappointing. Um, kind of disappointing. It's really disappointing. People, um, people are too ingrained in their their lives. The pile of crap that they're fed all the time when it comes to news and you know what's going on. We were we were skimming over the news and what's going on today. Yeah, you, you got the, the whole debt ceiling nonsense and everything, which, yeah, that's great. Uh, let's just raise the debt ceiling and get even more in debt so that when the currency is um, no longer, you know, the, the world reserve currency is no longer our dollar, it's just going to make the collapse all that more grandiose. That whole situation, you've got the uh, governments cracking down or trying to crack down on freedom of speech around the world. Again, these are all symptoms of a problem, of a greater problem. And when you try to point out, point that out to other people, even people that I'm like in, in my circles that are already negative towards uh, communism or, or, you know, have a, a negative opinion of like the, the uh, Soviets, um, I'm just going to say Soviets. And that that includes China. And uh, like, I'm, I'm just going to say Soviets to cover all bases. They have a negative opinion of them. Uh, almost a hatred, you know, because they're, they're, some of them are the older generation uh, and they lived through the Cold War part of it. They won't believe this. They don't believe this kind of stuff that 
our, our entire system has been infiltrated and has been for a long time. They won't believe that. It's frustrating because these symptoms that we're having, the, the, the things that people are, are focusing on, the, the LGBT stuff. Yeah, that, that's bad. I mean, having our uh, the, the just depravity uh, that, that our society is going down. Yeah, that, that's bad. But it's a symptom of a greater problem. Again, I, I want to reference, even if even if you don't believe, I, I guess this is the point that I guess this is where it would um, it kind of you would cover all bases. If if you understand that we're um, if you're the religious type, obviously Christian, if you understand that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual powers, principalities, powers of the air, Satan, basically, we'll just say Satan. If you understand that the, the battle is against that and you're standing in, in, uh, against him, then I guess it doesn't really matter that you're on board with this whole Russian thing or not, because you're, you're, you're standing against prayerfully. And as long as you're listening to promptings and everything, we can get it fixed. But again, it, it's the same issue. It, it's the same problem. Getting people to uh, walk that, walk the talk. It, 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 getting people to not just, it, it, you know... It, I don't know, man. It, it, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a, in a. The more research we do into this, and the more that it's like, it, the darker it gets, and the deeper it gets, I'm just like, we have lived in this bubble for so long, the, the American people, that it's like, how do you pull them out of this? How do you pull them out of this pit? How do you pull them out of this, this trap? I mean, I, the only thing I need to do is to continue speaking the truth. But again, we're, we're just, we're considered, considered conspiracy theorists. Loons. Well, no, I, honestly, I think to be considered a conspiracy theorist first, you have to be accused of something that is a conspiracy theory. Okay. So we can't get anybody to even acknowledge that this is a problem. So even if you no, were to throw fair. this, yeah. yeah, even if you were to throw this out there, they would say, what? Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. And you know, here's the worst part. And, and I, I see all your points. Here, here's the worst part. There are people within the government that actually know this stuff. There are people within the system that actually know this. But do you know what their response is? And I, I haven't I haven't discussed personally with any of them, but I know people that have. And I'm talking about people that are in the know that have been experts on the international communist movement for decades. And they say to these people that are within the government at the policymaking level, they say, I know everything that you're telling me, but you can't say that. Okay. This, this is our problem, okay? This is our problem. If that person says something, then the next person is going to say something, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And you know what? When that happens, maybe, I'm not saying this is a guarantee, I'm just saying maybe, maybe we can do something about it. But until then, it's going to be business as usual. You're going to get the fluff talk from these these confetti cannons and these fog machines. I hate, I hate to keep using the same uh, the same thing here, but that's what it is. These circus clowns up there at Turning Point that are rolling a million dollar cash cow in front of your face. You're going to get the same talking points about all oh, the Democrats, this, all oh, the Republicans, that all oh, the establishment, that all oh, the the never Trumpers, that whatever. The hell with those people. They don't count for anything. They never have. Not in history. That's a joke. Uh, let me let me use an example real quick. The um, this is something that's been in the news lately, and I haven't seen all the allegations yet. But on the surface, we have one of the most conservative AGs in Texas history, one of the best ones in Texas history. He is currently the most conservative of any of the AGs. He's being impeached by the Texas legislature, which is Republican controlled, which is Republican controlled. And the Republicans are trying to throw him out. Explain to me 
if we don't have a problem with communists, Marxists, how then is the most conservative, the best AG that would that Texas has had so far? And I'm not I'm not trying to be, you know, boastful or grandiose or whatever, or trying to build up this guy. Like legitimately, he's been going against ESG, DEI, uh, the transgender movement. He has actively been one of the better ones that we've had. How is it the Republican Party is is trying to throw him out? Explain that. It makes no sense uh, unless it does. It does compromise. Yeah. It, well, it, it does make sense. It, it, it goes to the compromise thing you're talking about. It, again, there's several layers to this. And that that's what I think to, to your earlier point, I think that's what makes it more complex for people is the fact that there is multiple layers to this, as in in order to be able to see what's actually going on, in order to understand this larger agenda that's in play. And believe me, I'm not saying that that everything that we see is faked. I'm not saying like Klaus Schwab, for example, Klaus Schwab is a real deal. As in, he's the real deal, as in he is put there on purpose because he has a purpose in this thing. He's legitimately put there and he is a real problem, if you will, because of what his assignment is in all of this. So to get people to understand, it requires them to take a little bit of effort, as in you've got to sit down and you've got to study what's actually gone on here. You've got to review the last, I can't even say the last 20 to to 50 years. I can't even say that now. And the reason I can't say that now is because in the course of doing our 20 to 50 years worth of research, you know, the two weeks we took off, we found we have to go back another 50. So we're, now we have to go back another 100 years. This is going to take some time. As I said, again, we're, we're trying to figure out what's really going on here because this has been going on for a long time. And, and you can sit there and, and throw the, the institutions that we have here at us, right? And for the longest time, and to a great extent, don't get me wrong, they are a problem. I mean, there, there is a lot of corruption. There's a lot of corruption in our government. Every government on this planet is corrupt. It's just some are more corrupt than others. So we definitely have the corruption natively in our institutions, whether there's a Marxist threat or not. I don't think it matters. Nonetheless, they are complicit in all of this, but they're not the main problem. Not anymore. They might have been at one point in time, but we've got a bigger problem now because the people, as you say, the blackmail, the compromised that has been part of the agenda. If you can infiltrate these organizations, that goes to part of the infiltration. If you can infiltrate these organizations, you can compromise them, blackmail them, and coerce them into what you want them to do. They will become beholden to you. I'm curious. This thought just crossed my mind when we're going over this. Just out of human arrogance, you don't want to be wrong, right? Uh, Out of human arrogance, typically uh, people don't want to be wrong. No, but... Um, in the course of being wrong, though, and admitting that you are wrong, you learn from your mistakes and you become better. Uh, yes, that that's that's true. But human nature, typically, you know, yeah, sure, the, yeah, you the, be the right. darker side of human nature. Yeah, sure. So, how is it that uh, again? I'm going to pick on the Republican Party again and and point to them and be like, <sighs> Republicans should be like the quickest to jump on board and question, not even jump on board, just question the things that we're talking about. That that they should be like. Okay, well, well, let, let's investigate what you're saying. And the reason I say that, the Republicans, um, you are the worst when it comes to elected officials. You elect someone that supposedly is going to uphold your values and then bend you over. And you, you do that every time. So either you're in the wrong because you're voting incorrectly or your politicians are corrupt. And just out of human nature, I would assume 
that you would be like, well, the politician's corrupt because clearly you're not the one that's making the wrong decision, right? Because you, you don't want to be wrong. So just out of basic human nature, I would assume that Republicans would jump on board with at least investigating or being open to the idea that maybe there is something else going on. Maybe that explains why every single politician, except for like 25, maybe at the most, uh, out of both the, the House and the Senate that haven't betrayed us, maybe maybe that that I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm just maybe I'm grasping. Maybe I'm grasping for just you're trying just to justify seems... it in your head. You're trying to justify it in your head that it can't be possible that every single that they have something on every single person. No, I'm, I'm saying uh, I'm saying, why is it that Republicans are getting screwed over every single time? Why is it they don't immediately assume that politicians are all corrupt? And that there is some greater plot going on. Oh, you and, mean the, uh, the voters? Okay, I got you. Yeah, 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 the voter. Yeah, the voters. Sorry. Yes, the the average voter. Why have they not been questioning this more? Because I, I I remember growing up, I I constantly heard our votes don't matter because we're in the middle of a, a middle America. I mean, our votes technically yeah, don't matter here. Flyover country. It, they, they don't it, care. It's flyover yeah, yeah. country. Nobody cares. Uh, but uh, so. That's been the sentiment for so long. Why has this question never come up? I have never heard this as being a possibility uh, uh, that, that there is a greater Marxist plot. Yeah, yeah. Never I think it. it goes the same. The the same. I think it goes back to the the shopping mall mentality. Everybody was happy. Everybody was was working their jobs. Everybody was raising their kids. You know, when when we were younger, our, you know, that's what our our parents were doing. Everybody was raising their families and we were investing as when I say we, I'm not talking about us as, as kids, you know, running around, but as in we here in the West, we were investing in our futures. We're investing in our retirements. We're investing in our, our, our retirement property or, or whatever it is. Nobody wants to invest in a fallout shelter. Nobody wants to invest in, in spending their, their retirement in, in a nuclear bunker, right? No, nobody wants to do that. So everybody's busy investing in the next generation, their future, that kind of thing. Everybody's building a business. Everybody's working a job. Everybody's doing stuff with their kids. And so no one's paying attention. You know, we're watching TV. Obviously, this is before Netflix. We're hitting the video stores, right? If you remember those. We're hitting yeah, Blockbuster yeah. on Friday nights. Blockbuster, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hanging out at the shopping malls, right? That was your social networking, right? That and your bicycle. That's what we were doing. You know, that that's what everybody was focused on. And in the meantime, you've got people in other parts of the world that are busy focused on revolutionary tactics in the long term. So they're focused on the next generation as in 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road. We're not thinking about that. We're not focused on what's going to happen 30 to 50 years down the road. We don't think like that here in the West. The politician doesn't think like that. The person that's working for the politician doesn't think like that. They're thinking about their next job or their next election cycle, which work in depending on where you are, which work in four, six and 10 year cycles. That's all they're thinking about. They don't care how they get there. They don't care where the money comes from, and they don't care who puts them there. I mean, what else could a politician do? Hell, what else could any of these aides do that work for them, these staffers? What else could any of these people do if that's what they didn't do? Most of them couldn't get a job serving coffee in their own districts if they actually live there. Most of the Democrats that run for Congress don't actually live in their districts. AOC, Nancy Pelosi, these types, Feinstein, you know, she's in the Senate. At least I think she's in the Senate. I, th I think... 
At least she thinks that she's in the Senate. I don't even know that she thinks she's in the Senate. I don't Maybe think she, she does Maybe she's at the retirement home. Yeah, well, she wanted to know what Kamala Harris was actually doing in there the other day. She's the vice president. She sits over the Senate. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, but my point is, is that we're not thinking in, in terms like these other ideologies that seek to our destruction. We're not thinking like that because we're not seeking to destroy another country. We're not seeking to to ideologically subvert another country. We're not thinking like that. We're trying to invest in our futures and raise our families and run our businesses. That's what we're trying to do. And there are people in this world that don't want that. You know, I, I was actually, I was I, I sat back and I was laughing last week and I just, I just started laughing and Bruce looked at me and he says, what are you laughing at? And I said, after all this, after all this, after all this time, all this research that, that we've done, and we're continuing to do it. And even if we weren't podcasting, even if we were just looking, I mean, I would look into this stuff anyway, because I think it's fascinating. But I'm laughing because really, we're back to this. We've gone through the last 100 years and we're right back to this again. We can't get out of this this mentality. We can't move past this as as a human civilization, as a, a human species. We can't move past this garbage. And so what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do? We're going to continue to be in our dormant state here in the West. We're not going to wake up. We're going to get run over by people that say, oh, we're going to create some kind of utopia. When in reality, they don't know how to build anything, nothing. The Chinese don't know how to build a damn thing outside of the firecracker. They have stolen every single bit of intellectual property that we have. That is if we haven't actually given it to them voluntarily with our ridiculous business deals that we've given them that never should have happened. Or people like Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, that just that too. It over to them. That too. That is if, like I said, if we haven't actually just given it over to them. Have you looked at all of these Chinese products? Man, they look awful familiar. The problem is, is that they are going to destroy the civilized world that they themselves depend on. I mean, that is the silver lining to all of this is they are still dependent on the rest of the world for technology and money. They love capitalist money. They just don't like capitalists. Figure that one out. So to answer your question, why do the voters continue to just vote and vote and vote thinking that that's going to change something? I don't know. I wish I had an answer for that. I really do. Because I've been asking myself that same question for the last two decades. Ever since 9-11, I was like, wait, why in the world? Like, wait, we're voting for Bush again? We're voting for Obama twice? Why? Then we're voting for Trump because we didn't like Obama. I mean, that's what we're doing. We're going from one to the next to the next because we just didn't like the last guy. We've got Biden because we had Trump. We got Trump because we didn't like Obama. We got Obama because we didn't like Bush. We got Bush because we were tired of Clinton. We're not actually making any headway here. We're, we're continuing to elect people that are presented to us. These people are not the solution. These people are the problem. Now, where Donald Trump stands, I don't know. I, I still don't have an answer for that. I, I Like I said, I will not support him in this next this next election cycle. I, I understand where you're coming from. You made your point clear on it last time as far as supporting Trump because you don't have any other choice. I get it. But my God, really? I, I don't I, know where I he stands. Won't. I still won't support him. No. OK. I, I mean, I, I don't know where he stands. I, I don't like this. Whatever this crap is, is going on with this, this nonsensical thing between him and DeSantis. I don't care. I don't care. None of that stuff matters. I don't know if they're just doing it for show just because because they did meet on the golf course a couple of years ago. I don't know. But there is one thing that I, I do know for sure. Out of all the reports we looked at, if you look at the secret speech from General Chiao Chen out of China in the 1990s, if you read the defector literature out of the Soviet Union, 
guys like Colonel Lunev, Stanislav Lunev, if you read these things, they tell you what their intentions were. They had the secret military agreements back in the 80s when they were supposedly adversaries. The Sino-Soviet split was fake. They had made the decision in the 90s that their ultimate goal is to go to the United States, as in physically invade it. Do you know we share a border with Russia? Alaska, if anyone hadn't noticed. Out of all the reports and everything that we looked at, all the analysts, everybody was predicting that they were supposed to make landfall at some time between early to mid-2030 era. So 2035 is what everyone was expecting. I don't know the answer to this. I'm not sure that we ever will. But something happened. Something behind the scenes happened somewhere that has forced them to go early. China and Russia are not ready. As in militarily, they're not ready. And so we don't know what has happened in order to force their hand to move. I don't know if it was the Trump thing. And this is what makes me think that he could have been a legitimate wild card, as in that wasn't supposed to happen. Because there are things that have happened in the last 30 years that, you know, decisions that they've influenced with countries that haven't gone the way they wanted them to. For example, Germany, when they when they brought the uh, the Berlin Wall down, Germany was not supposed to be reunified under West terms, under the Western terms. It was supposed to be reunified under the Eastern terms. They weren't counting on the fact that the German central bank said, you know what, we're just going to buy out the East, as in we're going to pay everybody off and we're going to dissolve their government. That's what they did. And so it didn't go the way it was supposed to go. The U.S. with Donald Trump, I don't think he was supposed to to be there in the first place. And the reason I say is because if you look at what was going on in 2017, 2017, early part of 2018, what was Trump doing? He was starting the process of withdrawing us from the Chinese economy. And the Chinese came out and publicly said, what what are you doing? You're going to crash our economy. And he kept doing it. And we started delisting more companies from the New York Stock Exchange. We were kicking them out. We were cutting that connection because it never should have been made in the first place. And so the only thing I can think is that's what started it. You know, we actually, you know, we left the World Health Organization under Trump. You know, we actually did that. Do you know what it takes for a country, any country, not just America? Do you know what it takes for a country to actually leave the World Health Organization or the United Nations for that matter? You know what it actually takes? You don't need a big, long, drawn out legislative thing where there's votes and everything else. That's not how it works. Your president, your prime minister, your chancellor, whoever your federally elected official is for your nation has to write a letter. That's it. And it's not even a letter that they have to respond to. You see, this is the kind of information they don't want known to the average public, because if you get 20, 50 million letters addressed to, oh, I don't know, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue saying, pull us out of that damn organization. Well, then you're kind of obliged to do that at that point. At least one would think so. If you've got, I don't know, a quarter of your own citizenry that are pissed off enough to actually want to leave that because you're dumping billions of your own stolen taxpayer money into a useless organization that wants to take you over anyway. So simply penning a letter saying, you know what, we're not going to be part of your organization anymore. Goodbye. And the door gets closed. That's it. The same thing goes for the United Nations. By the way, both of these organizations, that's wholly funded mostly by the United States, the UK, some of Western Europe, and the rest of it's taken up by the Chinese Communist Party using the money that they have through the business deals. So it's really our money anyway, isn't it? So I believe that Trump, in this case, when I look at things in through this lens... I don't think Trump was supposed to be there. I think he was a wild card. I think it was just one of those things that was just circumstance, one of those circumstantial things that that just happened. You know, one of those freak things, because you still got Hillary running around. Hillary is literally saying yesterday she still doesn't know what happened with the 2016 election. Lady, give it up. Good Lord. Retire. So 
if, and I'm just saying if, if you have another Trump election, I'm just saying if, because we still haven't fixed the problem with the, the voting thing. If you have this and Trump becomes president of the United States, I'm betting just because of his ego, he's now going to take revenge on all the people that wronged him the first time around, because that's just who he is. If you look at his business dealings in the past, that's what he does. And he will wield that sword or the pen, if you will, and he will executive order these people out tomorrow. That's my guess. Now, with that being said, you turn the attention to the Chinese in this respect. We're looking at a, a two-year, minimum two-year. So 2026. So I'm assuming, yeah, next year. So he, he comes, oh, so the election is 2024. So he gets inaugurated 2025. So 2027. Okay, so let's just, let's look at it like that. So two years out to rebuild the military. As in, rebuild, get rid of all these jokers, these idiots, these morons like like Millie and Austin and these, these clowns. Get rid of these people. They don't belong in there. I'm not a military guy, but my God, if you're out there promoting this DEI or in this, this woke crap, you don't belong in those positions of authority at all. And, and I'm sorry, you have you have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs saying on a telephone call to his Chinese Communist Party counterpart, don't worry, I'll call you if anything happens. That is called high treason. You're making contact with the adversary, telling them what our military plans are going to be. Oh boy. So if he is indeed a wild card, Trump, I mean, then that means... He's got a minimum of two years to get moving on rebuilding the military because they are cutting it down to size right now, and they're doing it rapidly. The Chinese and the Russians know this, and they have to move, and they have to move now because if we rebuild, and we can do it, don't tell me we can't. We're Americans. We can do it. Bruce is shaking his head. I'm, I'm torn because there's like 70% of the military age group is incapable of joining the military. Yes, so. I know. I know we got a lot of work to do, but nonetheless, if it wasn't a problem, if it wasn't, excuse me, if it wasn't a potential problem for Russia and China, they wouldn't be making the moves they're making now. So I believe that they at least at the very least, they consider it to be a problem for them. Now, the other thing is, is that I don't believe at this point, I don't believe that we would be seeing the moves out of Russia and China if they didn't believe, if they didn't think they could win. I think they're moving now because they believe they can. Then comes the talk of the, the nuclear thing, but we're not going to get into that today because we've got a lot more research to do on that. We've got stacks of books on uh, on, on nuclear strategy and, and things like that. And that's that's a whole different conversation. But I think today we're focused on mainly the, the corruption and the geopolitical implications of everything. I, I do have uh, to go back on something that uh, you said earlier. I, I, I want to... Again, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna kick Republicans again because this well, you is really don't like them. You don't like I, them I'm, today, I'm, do you? No, I do not. I'm I'm Republicans. We should are, know are, better. We should know better. To be fair, yeah. yes, Republicans and and Christians are kind of the two that I like kicking the most because um, that's actually what I was raised as was Christian and Republican. So uh, I feel I have a place to kick both of them. Uh, but um, Republicans, you are some of the most frustrating when it comes to election time uh, of the. Um, political parties, because you say you have these um, ideologies, these beliefs, but then when you vote, you're giving candidates that are ideal um, for your beliefs, and then you strike them down. You, you vote against them and vote someone else like a Donald Trump in. Donald Trump was decent for the most part. He also raised our debt 
uh, by quite a bit. Um, as he said before, he's the king of debt. He also gave us the poison jab. I'm I'm just I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because there's been elections where we've pointed out, hey, this candidate would be great. And what do Republicans say? It's a binary option. We can't vote that way. They have no chance. Yeah, dumbass. That's because you won't vote any other way. That that's the whole reason there is no. So yes, I have I have issue with Republicans. Part of the reason that we're in this situation is because you don't vote your conscience. You vote binary. You vote the lesser of two evils. That just infuriates me. You look at the left and what do they do? They constantly vote the worst one in, in our in, in the conservatives' eyes, but they vote for the one that will get their agendas done. Or they just cheat. That's that's the other thing. And then largely there hasn't been much that's changed in the whole voting uh, integrity standpoint. Uh, there hasn't been any audits. There's there's not really not been anything done there. Uh, some states have done some things, but again, uh, some of those states that did anything were flyover country anyway, so it's not going to matter all that the, much. Yeah, the, the, and you're, you're absolutely right on that. The Carrie Lake thing, just to kind of back up what you're saying there, Carrie Lake, she's taken, the, the, this is the Arizona thing, she's taken all of her stuff to the courts out there they tossed it. I think it was in within five seconds. They tossed yep. it and then yep. it made it to the higher court and they tossed it again. So they won't even yep. look at it. The courts won't yep. even look at it. Yep. And every every single American left or right, I don't care, should be in an they should be in an uproar right now. There should be protests at legitimate protests at these locations. And these people should be impeached and thrown out. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that should go on. If you're not willing to audit our election system, I don't care. I don't care if you're left or right. I don't care if half the country says our election systems are broken, that there's cheating going on, then everybody should be like, yeah, we should we should double check and make sure there isn't any cheating going on because that system will be used against you. Whether you're on the winning side currently or not, if the other side gets in power, they're going to use it against you. So we should be in unison on both the left and the right. Uh, we, we need to investigate this and this needs to be looked at. I guess in the end, though, it doesn't matter all that much because then at the same time, you get the politicians who you think you uh, knew and they lie to you and end up doing whatever's best for their pocketbook, whatever's best for their business or whatever's best for. And they do business with China. Republicans are horrible about this, using illegal immigrants as part of their workforce. That's another problem that we have. That's why there hasn't been as much activity as we would like in terms of uh, shutting down the border. The The right likes it because it's cheap labor and the left wants it because it's a voting base. So it, it benefits both sides. God, uh, the, you're basically importing a, a, a foreign military and nobody, neither side is like, yeah, you're this importing is a revolution. You're importing revolution. Yeah, and exactly. it works. It works out for the communist bloc as well, because then that is their their proletariat revolution. Exactly. Uh, and so there's just so many problems going on right now. And the reason I harp on the Christians and Republicans the most, conservatives, not, not even just Republicans, conservatives in general. The reason I harp on you guys the most is if you would have got your... You're going to have to use a beep here, but there's no other word that's going to that that fits this severity that I'm trying to get. If you would get your shit together, all of you, we wouldn't be in this situation. We, we wouldn't be here if you guys could have worked together and had a not even a plan. Just vote your conscience. Just freaking vote your conscience. We wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have 
this this corruption going throughout we would have already purged the corruption we've uh, this is this this is what's frustrating about all this information that we're we're finding is that this is all preventable this was all stuff that we could have uh, had solved years ago but instead the american people liked their malls liked their sports liked going to church every day they they just uh, or every what what wednesday and sunday or whatever they liked the uh, keeping up with joneses the uh, whatever my job but my job or whatever i don't want to i don't want to rock the boat or whatever the mentality is now and it, it's it's frustrating because this could have all been fixed this could have all been solved we wouldn't be in the situation we're in now i think back to your earlier point uh, and this is something that we we'd kind of surmised in the beginning i i think the reason you won't find any push for the audits on obviously it's not going to come from the uh, the left side of the aisle but it's not going to come from the right side of the aisle either and the reason it's not going to come from there is because i think if you start looking as in if we start pulling audits if we start going back through the years of our deep slumber I think we'll probably find that this has been going on a lot longer than just this last election cycle. And if you look at that, if you look at that and you think logically, what does that mean? That means that probably most of these people that are in these elected offices that have been in there for a very long time probably aren't supposed to be there. Which, again, what does that mean? That means that all of the legislation, all of the bills, all of the deals and everything that we've been signed on to are null and void and it all falls apart. And they all go to prison. So that's why you don't want to see any audits. And that's why the people that own them, that have this blackmail on them in these other places like China, you know, you telling me that they don't have blackmail on the Bidens? Good Lord. I mean, just the stuff, just the stuff that they're presenting in front of the TV cameras in Congress. My God. I mean, that's like that's like getting Al Capone on tax evasion. Really? That's what we're going to get them on. You got the whole Hunter Biden laptop and that's what you're getting them on. Really? Ten million dollars in deals. Seriously. So again, the whole thing would fall apart, and that would be a serious, serious setback for Russia and China. That would be a serious setback for them because they have spent decades, literal decades, into infiltrating and compromising these people and our institutions. And so that would be a serious setback for them. So they don't want to see it either. Also, I think I think to your point there, I think that kind of thing that kind of sums it up. To be fair as well, the Hunter Biden and the, that whole situation. I don't know that China and Russia have anything on the, the the Bidens anymore because they just air it out and nothing happens. The American people don't even care, it seems. So I, I don't know how much. That is a fair point. There, there's just so much stuff. It's like, really? We, we've got the whole, like, who hasn't seen the Hunter Biden laptop? Really? And you're, you're still like, you're going to call that a conspiracy theory at this point? Seriously? I, I mean, the, the stuff that we know that he's done, the, the average a conservative now knows that they've done dealings with China and Russia. They have sold off secrets that shouldn't, you know, dual purpose uh, stuff, hardware. They've sold that off. Hunter Biden himself is guilty of uh, hard drugs, pedophilia, uh, incest. I, I don't even know what you would prostitutes. call it. Soliciting prostitutes. Yeah, soliciting prostitutes. But I, I don't even know what you would call it when uh, he's exploiting the power of his father or vice versa to, to get more money. Um, you know, the father's exploiting the power and getting uh, Hunter in uh, to like Burisma and those kind of situations and making a bunch of money for access. I don't even know what you would call that, but it, that's called they're, extortion they're literally, is what that well, is. Yes. Well, it's also um, it, technically some of the stuff is is on it, it's airing on the side of treason. But the American people, but but my sports, but but 
the transgender stuff that's going on. Dude, we, we should we should have again, we could have solved all this. And now th there is an argument. We've talked about this a little bit. I don't know that we've talked about this in on on recording, but in prep, we've talked about the churches were compromised and and basically have been pacified more or less. And I, I think a lot of Christians have forgotten that the entire reason this country exists is because of Christians, because of pastors, because of, you know, a lot of the Minutemen, a lot of the organizational uh, aspects of it was preachers. A lot of that happened in churches. A lot of the fighters back then were Christian. And I think Christians have forgotten that um, there is a time when you need to use force. And I don't mean violence. I mean, you need to be aggressive. There, there is a time when you need to, as an example, you should be out there protesting. And the one of the greatest lies that Christians have fallen uh, prey to is the whole, um, uh, it, it's in God's hands, you know, God's sovereign. He's nothing's going to happen unless, you know, God says it can happen. And the idea that government is, government's going to govern and we're supposed to just comply with whatever government says because God sanctions government uh, and, and God actually sanctions government using uh, lethal force against you. But they forget that um, who's the ruling body again of, of America? Who's, who's the king, if you will, in this, in this scenario? Because the, one of the scriptures they use is um, uh, references uh, following the king's orders, basically, uh, the edicts. And again, in America, you are the king. You are the ruling body uh, as the people of America. And they, they, they've forgotten that. And I, I think that's part of where the complacency comes from. They just, I don't know, comfortable, lazy, entitled. Yeah, they, uh, they certainly are. Now, I think, I think just to get our foot in the door as Christian conservatives, right? Just to get our foot in the door, forget thinking down the road on this, okay? Just to get your foot in the door. I think one of the very first things that people have to get over, if if we're truly intent on fixing this, I think the first thing, the first hurdle that we're going to have to step over here, run in full speed, is we're going to have to get over this fear of being called names. I think that's where it has to start. That, that's a good starting point. Yeah. yeah. You, you need to stop being afraid of being called a fascist or a homophobe or a whatever. I, whatever I they care. throw on you, a racist or whatever. That, that's, that's nonsense. Yeah. That is absolute nonsense. You know, we're, we're past all this crap. What, what really? Happened? We've been reduced to name calling. That's what we're being disarmed by here it is a bunch of low IQ morons name calling. You know, we used to deal with people on playgrounds when we were kids that would name call. You go up and you smash them in the mouth. I'm not saying go out and be violent. Of course not. What I'm saying is, is that you simply look at him and say, shut your damn mouth, grow a brain, have a nice day, and you move on. You know, I don't have time for people like that. I have so little time. We all have so little time. We got better things to do. You know, I, this past weekend, I was, I, was at a, um, I was at a brunch on, uh, on Saturday, and I'm like, you know what? I got better things to do. I don't have time for this. You know, I, I was there for a couple hours. I, I tried to leave, and the staff was like, is there something wrong? I said, no, I just got better things to do. Thanks. And the food wasn't even that good. Anyhow, Bruce, you got anything else today? No, I don't think I do. Uh, I, I've pretty well kicked conservatives and Republicans in the ass or Christians and conservatives in the ass enough today, I think. Um, we just lost half our listeners. Thanks. If, uh, To be honest, if you couldn't take an ass kicking like that, 
and you you're offended and now you don't want to listen let me just grind a little bit more salt in that wound you are the problem get out of here we don't even want you listening if that's the case <laughs> oh boy okay all right well i think that's going to do it for us today it's boy you're in rare form today aren't you must have been a long weekend for you all right yeah we're going to go ahead and call this one done it's been an absolutely fascinating conversation bruce uh thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners i really do mean that thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone have a great evening